Deplorable Nation, a podcast where your voices can be heard, where things that affect you and your family are important, because it's important to all of us. Every one of us matters and everybody has a voice. We're going to be bringing you news, current events, and throw in a lot of humor, and then you decide for yourself. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet. Today is episode number 64, Get Activated. And I have the wonderfully talented, amazing human being, Matthew Landman, on for our second go round on this pod. Mr. Matt, how the heck are you, my dear? Howdy, Janet. Doing great. Thank you so much for asking. I appreciate you having me on the show and um, mixing in the humor with all the truth. We need it so bad nowadays. It's great to be on. Yes, yes, we do. And I'm super excited that you're on here with me again. Um, for people who do not know, um, I want to get into the Frankenskies movie, the first movie that you did that you sent me because it was absolutely the most fantastically done, very much information in it. It was, it was so just beyond expectations. Um, I just want you to get into that a little bit. What was Frankenskies about? Oh uh, yeah, of course. It was about weather engineering, weather modification history. It's about a lot. It's about the aerosolization of chemicals to spray in our atmosphere um, for different projects, um, most of them nefarious. But the film starts off in the 1920s and goes through a chronological timeline of weather modification history. So that's what the film is about at the beginning. And by the time it gets to the 50s, 60s, and 70s, it's self-evident that the weather can and most likely is engineered and controlled. Then it gets into geoengineering, which is the spraying of chemicals. Again, aerosolization of chemicals, but not just to modify the weather or change the weather, but to dim the sun to supposedly save us from global warming, which is a giant leap because global warming is a hoax and any global warming that is happening is because of the geoengineering ongoing programs. It's this um, very complicated, diabolical problem, reaction, solution, Hegelian dialectic where we have a problem that's being created and the solution being offered is the problem. And we get put mm -hmm. in fear. We don't know how to react and we pass the authority, the, the um, power where people um, tend to lately take authority as the truth rather than truth as the authority but yeah frankenskies is an amazing composition if you haven't seen it at least watch the first 30 minutes so that you can open your eyes to the truth of weather engineering and the history thereof um, after jfk's assassination it got really heavy and even lyndon b johnson um, comes out and grits his teeth talking about control the weather control the world but if you can sink your teeth into that and know that there's so many lies afoot especially uh, including but not limited to the geoengineering 
uh, hoax uh, story agenda, then you can start to see the real world that we live in today. And I think it's so <clears throat> important, especially for things that have been going on, not only for decades, but here recently where, you know, all these little freakish storms pop up and then you have the hurricane that just miraculously wipes out like Project Veritas's office after they've been releasing all kinds of information, you know, or like the derecho that hit Iowa <clears throat> previously where it wiped out like all of the crops and stuff. And then whew, miraculously, I don't know, uh, Bill Gates swoops in and buys up all the farmland that's being destroyed. Mm -hmm. uh, ironically enough, because uh, Mr. Bill Gates himself you know, not only is buying the farmland, um, but he's also involved with ge geoengineering as well, where he's been working with Harvard to block out the sun. Yes, yes, yes. That's that is what geoengineering um, basically is: is the blocking of the sun by Bill Gates and a Harvard professor by the name of David W. Keith. So this has been my um, life. Uh, mission now to bring awareness to chemtrails, aka geoengineering, and now the nefarious Bill Gates. I moved to Arizona from Canada. I was living in Vancouver at the time. And a few years ago, I moved to Arizona to host this conference and protest and concert, as it was, to bring light to an experiment that was to unravel in Tucson, Arizona, three years ago. And it was Bill Gates at the helm with David Keith, this Calgary, Canada, Harvard professor and they were to um, spray different chemicals with these high-tech balloons over the city of Tucson, Arizona to see which chemicals work best to dim the sun. They were going to use aluminum and even chalk dust and mirrors and diamond dust and all this nonsense. But at the end of the day, they were going to basically sidestep decades of treason because they've been spraying aluminum in the sky and they want to convince us that they need to spray aluminum in the sky to supposedly slow mm -hmm. down and dim the, the heating or slow down the heating of the planet or dim the sun. But really, if you learn about greenhouse effect, uh, a layer of aluminum will most likely do the bidding of the heating that they claim are, you know, already exists, which does not. So, I mean, if they do what they want, it'll probably wreak havoc on everybody's life, including the ecosystem and our bodies and our vitamin D intake and all this stuff. But we were successful. I kind of got on a little tangent. I went and hosted a conference and a protest, and we were successful, and they didn't have their experiment. And this was amazing. They put it on hiatus. They left the United States, and now they want to have this experiment in 2022, in June, in Sweden. They're going to a town where the sun does not go down, um, Kiruna, Sweden, and they're going to spray the sky. Finally, they're going to do their experiment. Hopefully they won't. Hopefully I can protest it and get in the way again. But it's pretty difficult to get over to Sweden when you can't, you can't exactly. even go to Sweden anymore um, if you're a U.S. citizen because we're on this hot list of countries. And not to mention I'm not going to you know, get in line and get these new passports or anything so how, how can I go right. protest it? But that's unraveling, yes. And in our lifetime, we may actually see Bill Gates being praised by the media for dimming our sun, you know. And then what happens then? What, what happens to the crops and the world and maybe the Monsanto aluminum-resistant, um, drought-resistant sun, not needing sun seeds will be the only things that can 
prevail in this doomsday kind of world they want to create. But I think we're here to bring light to it. And the more awareness that we shine, the less their agenda can unravel because it's all dependent on lies and their deck of cards or castle of cards or whatever. It's just a foundation of lies. And as long as we can shine the light on it and bring it down, it's, it's really easy, actually. As a matter of fact, I never thought I could move to Arizona and prevent Bill Gates from blocking the sun, but I did. And I'll probably do it again. Good I'll probably freaking do it again, you know, <laughs> however it's going to happen. But these things, they seem so daunting. But we're super powerful, and they just want to be able to – they want to be able to blindside us and manipulate us and, and fearmonger us and brainwash us and, and kind of get us to do exactly what they want. As long as we can kind of buck their – what they want us to do and kind of, you know, reject their plan, we're winning no matter what. So – it's, it's kind of a daunting thing, but I think as long as we break out of that daunting scenario and kind of rise to the occasion, we've got this. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's so funny because they're so um, hell-bent on fear porn, regardless of, of what the subject is, whether it's climate change, weather manipulation, <clears throat> vaccinations, um, Anything like that, anything and everything that they can do to create fear porn, I think is their favorite thing to do because then they can turn around and go, oh, but I can be your savior. And people are like cheering for them. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Bill Gates is going to save us. Uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't trust that man to pick up cat poop. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? And especially partnering with Harvard, because Harvard is one of the most nefarious universities that there is. Everybody that knows me knows Harvard. It is on my shit list. Um, the amount of things that have come out of there. Not to mention, and I'm just going to say this briefly, um, Miss Rachel Walensky, who's in charge of the CDC now, her husband works for Harvard and got a buku bunch of money from the federal government after Miss Rachel got instilled in her position. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and he's tied to Jeffrey Epstein that, you know, the Harvard's tied to Epstein and his cloning and, you know, his super sperm project and all that business. So, yeah, nothing good comes out of Harvard. What? So, yeah, you would, well, you wouldn't expect it nowadays. It seems like the educational system is completely integrated with it's like a revolving door with the private and governmental institutions where they all scratch each other's back. Mm -hmm. But it's like when I went down to Tucson, like I said, I had that conference. I had it at the University of Arizona. Okay, the University of Arizona police ended up coming and arresting me at my conference for one. But also, mind you, they have the largest geoengineering master's program in the country okay i mean it's like exactly these, <laughs> these these universities are rubbing elbows with bill gates and being like yeah we'll teach the kids that global warming is bad and then we'll teach the kids that we need to spray the sky with aluminum and then we'll hand them over to you and they'll be your geoengineers you know you're welcome exactly kind of like people mm -hmm. ask me the question these questions that, like it's really the chemtrail being the chemtrail guy it's a challenge, you know, and a lot of people, they want to know all the answers and they're not even happy with the answers that you give. So that's a uphill battle, but they want to know who, what, why, where, when, how, all of these things. Well, when it's, <laughs> when it's right there in, in, in their face, you know, Harvard professors, 
they want to do this. It's mm-hmm. a power grab. You know, it's all very much self-evident kind of thing. It takes it out of the world of conspiracy. And if you can bring it to, to light in that way, I mean, it makes it a completely different story. When we were down in Tucson, we didn't have a conference to bring to light to show to people that chemtrails were real, that they'd been manipulating the weather for decades or 100 years even or whatever. We said to the public, and the place was packed, and the, and the, ideal, the ideology rippled through the whole state really, um, they, the question was asked, do you consent to this experiment of this, this Microsoft nerd spraying aluminum over your town, right. impacting your crops and your children and all this stuff? And people said, no, we don't want him messing around. We don't trust this guy. You know, I do find it fascinating that they are using him as the front man for all of this evil. I mean, I guess we get into this kind right. of a place where we, we need to be controlled through fear. And so they need some sort of boogeyman for us to focus our attention on and to be all afraid of. But is anybody really afraid of Bill Gates? It's kind of, I mean, not me. No, yeah, me I could take him. <laughs> so there's that. So I want to I want to know um, what the hell did you do to get arrested? Oh, wow. Well, there was uh, someone was sent to interrupt the conference. And um, he was screaming and making this big scene um, right at the end of my presentation. Mm. And I, I called the police. I told him to leave. He wouldn't leave. And he's, I mean, I think that the goal was to, to, the goal was to have something really happen and for this big biker dude to like beat me up because right. he would be defending himself, you know. But I didn't fall in, I didn't do exactly right. what they wanted. And I even think that there might have been like some voice to skull kind of thing going on. Because at the end of my presentation, the only idea I had in my head was to jump off the stage into this guy that was screaming, you know, these thoughts didn't even seem to be mine. But that's another rabbit hole. I ended up, as the police were not showing up, I told the guy to get out of there that I had to continue with the conference. He said no. And he had this big styrofoam cup, you know, like a 32 ounce um, Slurpee cup in his hand the whole time. He was using it as a prop, waving it in my face. And finally, I was so upset, I smacked the cup out of his hand. I mean, I could have done a lot worse. And then when the police police came, I said, finally, you're here. Can you please help? I've got a packed freaking conference hall. I got to get my conference back going. This guy is just screaming over and over and over. He's a global shill and pointing at me. That's all he would say over and over, screaming the same things over and over and over. The police said, okay, are you a Matt Landman? And I said, yeah, this is me. This is my conference. Thanks for coming. And said, you're under arrest for assault. This this gentleman says you oh. smacked a cup out of his hand. <laughs> assault with a styrofoam cup. I want to know, was this big burly biker dude, was he wearing a diaper? I'm just saying. He, you know, agent provocateurs, chaos agents, whatever you want to call them. You know, and it's like a styrofoam cup, really, dude? Like, did a droplet of his pop well, no, get it was on his empty. clothes or something? It was an empty something? cup, and it didn't even touch the guy, and he was waving it in my face. And, of course, when I went through the <sighs> courts and got it dropped by having his disturbing the peace charge dropped, it was just a total, total shit show. It was just – it was kind of me earning earning my wings, I guess, kind of thing. But the 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 – the experiment that was supposed to happen, it didn't happen. It was like the most successful thing I've ever done with my life. And we've put this on hiatus. Now the problem is they've got Greta Thunberg at the helm and she's, oh, she's controlling yeah. the opposition. So instead of having me have a protest, they're like, no, this is the person opposing it in Sweden. 
And she's coming out there saying, we need government. We need a governing body like the UN to be behind this, to govern. To Oh, yeah, right. definitely. So, so really, like, <laughs> for people that don't understand controlled opposition, she's not really opposing it. She's just paid to pretend to oppose it to get in these even more draconian, you know, mandates for exactly. when they do launch it it's everywhere all at once. Yeah. We need more government. We mm-hmm. need bigger government. And styrofoam cups for everyone. I'm kidding. Um, so tell me, um, I know you're working on another movie. What is it called? What is it about? And when do you think so it's going to be So the sequel to Frank released? and Skies. And if you haven't seen Frank and Skies, please check it out. Frankenskies.com. Um, it'll just take you over to Frankenskies.themovie.com. I was just unable to get Frankenskies.com forever. Then I was finally able to get it, thank God. The sequel is called Frankenskies 2. Climate chains, like shackles, C-H-A-N-A-I-N-S, chains. And it's a play on words because of, like I said, the, the problem, reaction, solution, Hegelian dialectic. Hegel was a philosopher at the turn of the century, and he created this master-slave dialectic so that a small, small, very small, very small, tiny, tiny bit of the population could control the masses. It's called a master-slave dialectic. Okay, and what they do is they, the they with the control of the media, they just pose things certain ways to um, create these scenarios. Scenarios like, for instance, nine eleven. Okay, nine eleven was an inside job, but what did it? What did it lead to? The Patriot Act and the War on Terror and all that. You better believe they had that all that right. idea. All that stuff was thought up in a think tank with Pentagon officials and everything before those planes or whatever crashed into the buildings. Or whatever, none of that even really happened. And you, and you know, there's actually proof of that that the um, Patriot Act was actually really put together uh, long before nine mm-hmm. eleven exactly. even happened. And it was one of those that was like, we're going to prep this, and it's mm-hmm. going to be waiting in the wings when we do our dirty deed. Then we can push it through, kind of like. Um, they've done throughout history with the whole, uh, I got assaulted by uh, a bunch of MAGA supporters, Jesse Smollett. Um, and then they push through, uh, new legislation that wasn't on the books before. So these are things that they always do with these, um, agent provocateurs, chaos agents, whatever you want to call them where they already have legislation in mind that they want to mm-hmm. do. It's already on the table. And then they create a situation mm-hmm. Just to like push gun, it through. Gun control is a happens all the time. Well, and so right mm-hmm. now, absolutely in this, during this administration right now, we've got, and what's, um, what's incredible about uh, geoengineering, the dimming of the sky to save us from global warming. The biggest, according to the media, the opponents of this are big oil. Okay. It's, it's, it's unreal. So suppose, uh-huh. so of course we are against it, the people that are representing truth, but according to the media, um, Chevron and Exxon are the people that are against this idea. And the people that are for it are, um, the Democrats, the Democrats are for it. So there's, they're somehow twisting it into right. this, this, nece- this necessity. So what's what's happening in this the movie is going to explain these these falsehoods and how global warming. I mean, we were promised that we'd be under all this water by now by Al, Al Gore, 
and sea levels sea levels have not risen an right. inch. There's, there's a lot of lies that, that need to be exposed, but really what they want us to think is that we need to dim our sun. So I'd like to be able to release the movie after going and stopping them in Sweden. Ideally, we have some sort of um, outcome that's positive that I can highlight. But if not, the movie will still will have to have a, um, a deadline when it's released, which will ideally be around next year after they either do or don't do the Swedish um, expose. But if they do spray the skies in Sweden and say, mm-hmm. oh, Harvard and Bill Gates agree, this is the best thing. We need to deploy and do this all at once everywhere. We're going to lose our son, not just me, me and you, but everybody on earth and the next right. generation. And they won't stop until they think it works. Right. But it will never work. It's planned. It's designed to not work. Right. It's designed to, I don't want to use the word exacerbate global warming because global warming is not real. It's it's designed to create and or exacerbate the already inten- like created geoengineered heat waves. So we'll end up with this layer of atmosphere right. that takes away the blue sky, that makes the sky gray with aluminum, and the heat that comes in will get trapped and will create a greenhouse effect. People that don't understand and haven't done the research, they just take the, the, the mouth on the screen as authority and the mouth on the screen, the news agent or whoever they are, the science, quote unquote scientists, they won't even tell you the truth. The number one greenhouse gas, the number one, by far, the number one greenhouse gas that blows all the other greenhouse gases out of the water, <laughs> no pun intended, is water vapor. Okay. So when you get water vapor mm-hmm. supposedly coming out of the back of jets, aka contrail, which is a whole total con. There's no heat. There's no hot air getting blasted out. Right. Exactly. It's the word There's no con hot air getting trail. blasted. But if there was <laughs> hot air and contrails, those should be addressed because that's the number one greenhouse gas. When power plants are exuding all this steam, mm-hmm. this is part of the, the weather control mechanism is introducing all this water vapor into the atmosphere and then managing it. Okay, so if you're not talking about water vapor, then you're not talking about global warming you're lit, or greenhouse effects. You're literally not. And then right. on top of that, carbon dioxide is still not the number one um, greenhouse gas. And when, when controlling the weather and learning how to control the weather, dry ice was used and is t- dumped into the atmosphere by the Air Force and other, others that control the weather. Dry ice is frozen carbon dioxide. So it's, it's used, it's abundant, right. it's, it's not even problematic, and it's... It's basically like they won't come out and say it firsthand. They'll say, oh, your car emits carbon and it's, it's your car's fault. You're driving SUVs and all this stuff. But we exhale. We exhale that stuff. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say is that comes as a natural product mm-hmm. of respiration. And so anything on the planet that um, has respiration – uh, human beings, animals, mammals, um, amphibians, you know, plants, whatever it, all of us exude that. And so like, oh, we have to completely do away with cows because, uh, cows are putting all this stuff in the atmosphere and it's the cow's fault. It's your car's fault. It's the whatever's fault. And don't forget, along with the whole Bill Gates and the farmland and him being in the geoengineering crap, he's also the one 
that is doing the uh, genetically modified seeds, and now he's partnering with the federal government, the CIA, um, to do these genetically mm -hmm. altered insects that aren't affected by the geoengineering shit that they spray in the sky. You and can't make this shit up. Actually in my film, the Franken bee and yes, the, um, the environment in which our food is grown is getting so toxic that even the pollinators cannot survive. So they're having to create a new insect that can withstand mm -hmm. the herbicides and pesticides and the aluminum coming down from the sky. And like I mentioned, the aluminum-resistant seeds as well. Right. I mean, if you want to get a stronghold on the food supply, you would basically make it so no food could grow except for your patented aluminum-resistant seeds. And that's exactly what will happen. But it'll just be exactly. pitched as a necessity or um, a, a minor side effect of saving ourselves from ourselves, you know. And all this carbon dioxide talk, they never really point the finger at the human and say, oh, but you're exhaling. But we all know we're exhaling. It's a total guilt trip. And it's the most natural process that there is. Exactly. It has nothing to do with what they claim it does. But because we have no backings and we can just easily listen to, to Al Gore, who, who's not even a scientist, make these, these very bold um, assumptions. I mean, I went to school. And not that school is that important, but I took statistics classes and there's causal relationships and there right. are um, corollary relationships. And you can correlate anything to anything. I mean, every time I go outside, someone else somewhere, you know, sneezes. It doesn't mean that me going outside makes someone sneeze. You know, it's just there's a correlation and they can right. basically trick people with knowing statistics. There's even this meme going around with Bill Gates reading a book that says how to lie with statistics. And, and it's so simple because, well, for exactly. one, people aren't willing to accept that they're being lied to. You know, like I question just about everything I see nowadays. But, but to tell someone 99.9% survival rate and then they're still shutting down their business and double masking and stuff like that, they don't get it. They don't understand numbers. They've passed the buck on to someone else that's going to understand numbers. And they're not a scientist. They're not a mathematician. Mm -hmm. They're not a statistician. But the thing is, the activist, the truth bringer, the truth seeker, the truther, whatever you want to call yourself, you got to wear many hats. I'm not asking mm -hmm. everyone to be a freaking chiropractor slash oh, acupuncturist yeah. slash everything, but you have to wear many hats. You have to be able to digest certain aspects of all the different information out there. And if you can't understand 99.9% .9 survival rate, then you need to you know, maybe do a little more uh, learning you know, maybe you need to learn a little bit more, but there's just, there's just, <laughs> you said I mean, that it, very nicely. It doesn't really get us anywhere, but it's just like, we're passing the buck. It's this Edward Bernays, trust your doctor, trust the specialist, trust the specialist was, was basically, we were drilled by Edward Bernays to trust the specialist. And they're even given white suits for us to basically just pass that on to them. And then the whole, I'm not a rocket scientist and all these things that are meant to basically program us. We, we can all be rocket scientists. It's, it's pretty easy. There's laws of thermodynamics and all these things that are actually violated all the time with these lies that, we're, that are propagated. And we can take the truth for ourselves. It's mm -hmm. not all that complicated. You don't need eight years of indoctrination 
to be a doctor to tell someone they need to poison themselves with fluoride or whatever it is. I mean, I understand like bone surgeons and this and that, but they're exactly right. Wear many hats and don't be afraid to open a book and learn about something new. I mean, there's so many different things. Like in my life, it seems like God or whatnot throws me through the ringer and then I learn that way. But you don't have to necessarily learn that way. So try, please. Um, actualactivists.com, a great segue to that. It's, a, it's an amazing, I don't want to say it's a one-stop mm-hmm. shop because there's links to a lot of other stuff in there. But my website, Actual Activists, plural, it's, it's an amazing resource. There's a daily blog section where you can sign up or just come and check out and get these daily truths every day, these little blips of information. But the range of information is, is unreal. Truth, I like to say truth is a frequency, okay? It's a vibration. It's fast, it really yeah. is. Truth is a frequency. And when, you're, when you start to honor it and ride that vibration of truth, well, for one, your vibe attracts your tribe. So you start to attract the people that need to be in your life and the toxic people start to basically become allergic to your light. <laughs> you know, they're attracted to it like moths, but then you start to 100%, show them who they really yep. are and they don't like that. But at the end of the day, while on that vibration of truth, all these other truths start to surface and become self-evident. So that's why on my website, Actual Activists, I've got an amazing um, spectrum of health information. The health portion is incredible and also 5G mm-hmm. and fluoride and aluminum and GMO and chemtrails slash geoengineering. Mm-hmm. And I'm always updating it and I'm even going to put a featured podcast section, which maybe I could feature, in the, feature you all in there, which would be really cool. Um, and basically nice. the information never stops. You never stop learning. You know, you honor these truths and it's not like like right. they like to make you think that these doctors go to school, they read these books, and then that's it, you know. But the holistic approach to this all-encompassed thing that we're going through together, we're always learning. We're always gaining new knowledge and new information and uncovering right. new lies and new truths. And you can never stop. You can never stop the process. So I encourage everyone to, to just try. I've been accumulating physical books. I've made this amazing truth book library i've been dumping um, memes online for a a near decade now but all these quotes and memes they have a a a name behind them you know whether whoever it may be Mm -hmm. you know buckminster fuller or tesla or whoever and i started getting these names and digging up their books and having a physical library of those books and what i learned and i'll pass the mic to you after this what i learned was something really fascinating Amazon is gobbling up the rights to a lot of these books. So you'll, you'll find, oh, Amazon has this book on right. Kindle for $2. But if you want to buy it in the physical, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to actual get, actually it's get the physical book, then it's freaking, <laughs> some of them are like 500 bucks. And I'm like, wait, that's weird. You can get it through Amazon and even right. Amazon will republish it and be like, or you can buy ours for $9. It's like, okay. Well, then I'll just get yours because it's, it's a physical copy, right? Well, what's going to happen when, when Amazon is told by the federal government to pull these certain bu- books? Of course they will. They're, the plan is probably already there. That's why they're right. getting these monopolizations of certain books. And the word kin- Kindle, Kindling, like book burnings, right. it, it, makes, it, it, makes, it makes perfect sense exactly. that they're going to pull something on <laughs> Send us. Send the so title. Think, 
in that honoring of knowledge and and honoring of the next generation and previous generations and honoring the truth with integrity and really like seeing that broad scope holistic approach i've created a library and i challenge anybody to have a better library than me i just think all these things are pretty important as we go into this this weird new world order digitization of everything kind of place And, you know, I tend to agree with you on that because, um, like you said, the uh, the ebooks that you can buy are super cheap. The paper copies mm -hmm. are flipping retarded anymore. But what happens if we have an internet blackout? You can't you can't get the ebooks either. And so they're scrubbing them on both fronts. They have literal control on both fronts and you don't have to like buy shit from Amazon or, or whatever. Go to Goodwill. Goodwill has an amazing book section. I know that sounds really dumb. Um, but you know, bookstores, Goodwill, uh, thrift shops, things like that. They have all kinds of amazing books that you can find to add to your library where you don't have to contribute even a penny to big business because I mean, think about it. If they raise the price of books so high, pe most people are like, yeah, I can't like, I can't afford, you know, 500 bucks for one book. Cause that's going to buy groceries for however many weeks or whatever. And so they literally have control both ways. They do. And, and these are the same people that control the power grid and, you know, control um, delivery of goods and services and all of that stuff. It's all tied together. But I just want to say um, on your website, the actual activists, plural.com, actual activists with an S, um, it's really amazing the stuff that you go over uh, in your daily truths. And for, I highly suggest it for anybody that is new to the game. Um, you know, you may have heard somebody talk about something. You don't know what it is. Check out his website and check out those daily truths because you can literally learn um, about different government projects. You can learn about health. You can literally learn about anything and everything that you're um, interested in or heard people talk about that maybe you don't don't really know and you don't have the time to get super deep in a rabbit hole yourself, check that out because um, it's a very good source of information. It was actually highly impressive, um, everything that I've looked on, on there. So kudos to you for doing that. Um, it's fantastic information. So I have a question for you. Uh, first of all, like, do you, do you see yourself as a public speaker? Do you give, uh, conferences or presentations anywhere? And if so, how can people come to hear you speak or, or do you plan on like doing oh, yeah. more of those in the future? Asking. Tell me all about for that. The, um, awesome compliments and feedback on actualactivists.com. Yeah, um, that's been my my baby for it's years. Great. It's great. And as it develops, I'm open if people want to send me 
information like, oh, hey, Matt, I saw you didn't include whatever on kombucha, which are, you know, I did, but whatever, I'm happy to, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an open book and I need, I need help. Yeah. And I need, and I need ideas. Ooh, I, too. I, need I got help. a lot I of shit ideas. to send you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> if anybody has a meme to share anything like that, I love that stuff. And before I answer your question, I also wanted to um, say really quick that the um, to piggyback on that Amazon thing, they also shadow ban things. So there's there's a movie called Network, and it's from 1976. Right. Have you seen it? It's amazing. So the um, it's yes. it's a network TV, and the um, host on the television show. He starts to speak some amazing truths and he gets everyone in the country to yell out their window all at once. I'm mad at hell. I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. And he starts really dropping some truth about the consolidation of networks and how there's no trusted media anymore. And this was in 1976 when everything was being conglomerated, consolidated and, and gobbled up and bought up. So exactly. I was, ref- I was referring <laughs> right to the movie. Right at the time it all I'm happened. A movie, I'm a film major, movie buff. I love movies, especially anything nowadays that has to do with truth or even um, programming and like hiding the truth through their mechanisms of. We love the cool. really old movies so like that. We watch a lot of really I old stuff. I couldn't find it online for free. Every place I tried, it was just a, a dead end. And then I did find someone saying, you can buy it and watch it on Amazon for $3 or whatever. So I went to Amazon. I typed it in. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's weird. I type it in. I hit refresh. Nothing. I go back and I do some research. Maybe I can find it on blah, 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 Netflix, whatever, whatever. Nothing. I go and I find that thing that said go back and look on Amazon, you know, and I'm like, wow, that's so weird. I go back to Amazon. I refresh the page. Nothing. The fourth time, the fourth time that I looked on Amazon. Right. There it was. And I could rent it from Amazon only. They've, they've cornered the market. They're the only ones. They, yeah, they bought the rights so they got to the rights a to lot this one, of But then they shadow banned it on their lately. own freaking website so you can't see it. Unbelievable. Unfreaking believable. And it's an inspiring film. Right. And so it makes sense why they would do that to kind of corner that market. And so... It's just, it's unbelievably fascinating that they would, I mean, they're, they've got unlimited money. Of course they would do stuff like that. So I love doing speaking events. I never thought that I would become a public speaker, though I am now one. I host conferences, movie, film screenings, small events. In 2020, I was invited to be the keynote speaker in San Francisco at this conference called Live Aware, L-I-V Aware, you know, live or live. Which is funny, these play on words. L I V E, it's live or live, right? I just don't even, mm-hmm. I don't even know how to speak my own language anymore. And I'm, and I'm realizing that everything's kind of a setup. I'm like <laughs> right, casting exactly. myself as I speak. But um, just saying, <laughs> you know what I mean? That was some I'm, voodoo. No, I'm, I'm an amazing spiritual co creator, like manifester, but also it seems like a setup all the time. I mean, when I'm at the grocery store and they're trying to hand me a mask, and the sign says entrance. I'm like, you want me to put that mask on while consenting to, consenting to this trance while huffing this chemical exactly. off the mask? I'm not really too <laughs> sure that we're on the same page here. Um, next, I plan on doing a small tour for Frankenskies. I'm going to be going to Northern California, to Nevada City, 
and doing continuing to do things in Southern Oregon. I just spoken at this um, Freedom Cell uh, Truth Conference in Malala, Oregon. I keep getting invites, so I'm happy to to go and speak on either EMF um, radiation and my new clothing line, Sparrow, which is silver line clothes that protect from EMF and cell towers and all that stuff. And then mm-hmm. I, and then chemtrails are on my on my main things. When I spoke and did the keynote keynote speech um, at the 2020 Live Aware Conference, it was like the best thing I've ever done. It was amazing, and it was February 22nd, 2020, right before COVID hit. So I was able to speak at this awesome conference, and there was so much opposition to me speaking. Every single speaker in the whole conference got contacted, like with this weird slander thing about me and who I wasn't and who I claimed to be and all this stuff. And everyone had this weird chip on the shoulder when they met me, but I'm awesome, right? So when they met me in person and they're all standoffish, after like 15 minutes, everyone's like laughing, having a great time with me, you know, and realizing that I'm normal and I'm on the level and I represent truth. And like, of course, someone would not want me speaking the truth because it's so poignant when it's coming from someone who cares and has a big heart. So, so I get that. Um, as far as like anything that of people course. can like sign up for and like, I don't have anything right on the agenda. I keep scheduling stuff in my state and then the change, the rules change and, and I have to cancel and what have you. But the film screenings are amazing. I can do them just about anywhere. I've got a projector. I can throw it up on a wall in your town, you know, and, and it's really productive because I've put up flyers in a town, mm-hmm. Frankenstein's documentary on chemtrails, you know, and even if people don't come, they've got it in their head that there's a movie about chemtrails mm-hmm. and that they screened it in their town. And I've even gone to towns years later and they're like, oh, I've heard about this. Someone was screening mm-hmm. this movie in my town. They've got it. Like it's something for them to sink their teeth into. Activism is an amazing mm-hmm. thing. It's not, it's not just like, you know, you, you put a billboard up and then everyone knows right. or however, you know, Nike gets the word out or these, you know, big conglomerates. It's so grassroots and it takes forever sometimes. And it's all about trust and love and appreciation and, and the universe and God and all these things. But you, you put your heart into something and then literally like someone will come up to me and, and tell me about this episode number 64 on your show in three, in three years. They'll say, I just listened to this. Oh my gosh. And, they'll, and I'll mm-hmm. be like, oh my God, like that Right. is still in the ether and people are still absorbing it. Like the power that we have with our words and how we can influence people, it's, it's outstanding. I'm so thankful to be an activist. <laughs> and that's, and that's, yeah, and me too. And that's a hundred percent true because after we did our first show together, I cannot tell you the amount of people that reached out to me and they're like, Oh my God, I just listened to that episode. Like, where can I get this movie at? Where can I find it out? I want to watch it. Um, what's the contact information? Because I want to have them on our show. You know, the outpouring was was amazing. And and here's the thing. Um, and I've said this so many times before because I am a huge medical activist. People that know me know that. Like I have had... I had wow. a sister die from a, a migraine medication. Um, since then, I have been very, it happened a long time ago, but we were really close. We were two years apart. Um, I personally have had multiple 
injuries uh, resulting in surgeries. One of them was almost um, a near-death thing from a medication. So I am very much a medical activist um, and a scientific activist because I'm a huge science geek, huge science nerd. But my thing is, even if you touch one person with with your words or what you do or what you study, that's one more person that didn't know that information. And so for me and what I do, I don't necessarily need to reach, you know, 2 million people. Um, but if I reach two, I'm doing my job because that's more people than, than knew about something before. And so, you know, a lot of people always say, well, yeah, but my, what I think doesn't count. My voice doesn't make a difference. Um, my voting doesn't count. My, this doesn't count. My, that doesn't count. Literally everything that you do counts. Even if you read and you research something, you are now an activist because guess what? You just activated that portion in your brain that craves knowledge. And the more information that you can take in and soak up like a sponge, um, you're doing your part because you're looking into things. It's true. And the more no matter how that, small it um, is, you're doing something of truth, the stronger that it is. Even if you're just even if you're just cracking open that book and opening your mind's eye and, and put it Correct. into the collective consciousness, you are helping. I, 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 um, I do encourage people to get out there and be vocal. You never know the input, mm-hmm. the, the influence that you can have on just mm-hmm. anyone by just planting the seed. Um, the metaphor of planting the seed is so powerful now because there was a point in my life where I was like, right. what am I doing? Am I just going to be out here passing out chemtrail flyers my whole life? Is this my journey? But now that we've entered into this new era of deceit and falsehoods, I firmly believe that the soil and the conditions of fertility for those seeds that have been planted in the past, it's, it's, the, the soil is more fertile than ever. The conditions are better than ever. And those seeds could easily come to light. Uh, maybe not all of them, exactly. but in due time, yep. they will. I definitely have to t- tell you my Cipro story. So Cipro, Ciprofloxacin. Cipro, C-I-P-R-O, Ciprofloxacin is the number two prescri- <laughs> prescribed antibiotic in the United States. Once you look into it, if you do your, your digging, there's a website, ciproispoison.com. Um, it's also derived from fluoride. It's basically a fluoride. It's basically a fluoride pill. Yeah, yeah it's in Correct. the name, and it's, it's, it's the, part of it's a, in the name. a group it's of in the name, fluorokino, people. <laughs> uh, whatever's the, flu- the fluorokino pills or whatever, and they're all bad. The the group the the all the fluoro pills mm-hmm. are bad. There's not just cipro. There's not right. just right. Yeah, but the cipro is the number two prescribed one. So I go to the doctor. There's a lot um, because. I was having, I had like, what I had was an inflamed prostate and, and, and it had nothing, it it had nothing to do with an, um, it wasn't a bacterial infection, which is why you prescribe (laughs) an antibiotic. Um, I could have been sitting, whatever. And I was never properly diagnosed, but I was just having, um, like urine retention. I wasn't getting the best flow with, you know, my pee. So I went to the doctor 
and he goes, I'm going to prescribe you um, ciprofloxacin. And I go, well, it's not a bacterial infection. Do I really need antibiotics? I try to avoid antibiotics unless I really need them. You know, this is years ago. This is before I was even a quote-unquote activist, but I was on the path. I was reading the ingredients on things and stuff. I was looking out for my body a little bit, and I knew a 9-11 was an inside job. That's all I really knew. So I didn't know about chemtrails, and, you know, I didn't know much. Otherwise, I definitely would have not have taken these pills. So I'm like, Mom, I'm not too sure about these pills, you know. And she's like, mm-hmm. well, you got to try them. The doctor gave them to you. You got to trust your doctor. <laughs> So I'm like, I'm like, I guess so, you know, and it says take two pills a day for 30 days. So my first day, it was like a half day. So I was like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take one pill today. So then the next morning I woke up, I took a pill and then I was to take my third pill in a row on the evening of the second day. And I took the pill and then almost immediately I had what's titled abrupt tendon rupture so my tendons turn to jelly and you have a lot of tendons in your body it holds together your jaw it holds together your elbows your knees all these tendons they all went to jelly and i could not effing walk i was essentially paralyzed Uh um if i had ended up taking all the pills i probably Uh would Uh still be in a wheelchair today um i was able to detox from it and after 30 days i was able to walk again okay um, and then I did my research and I found out, and this is just probably part of my journey. I mean, mm-hmm. it is here I am talking about it. It obviously is part of my journey, but I'm alive to tell the tale. And Cipro, for the record, is poison, everyone. There's so many different things that we can do to avoid getting poisoned by antibiotics. I think they're the, I think, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's unbelievable the medical mafia that exists right. in this country. And no doctor will ever just sit you down and say, oh, you need to fast for a day. Or here, eat these fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. They're all getting um, paid f- for that extra chemo or that extra pill or whatever. And that extra round of chemo right. will literally kill somebody. And it's not even necessary. It's not even necessary. And they will literally do it to pay their bills. It's like the... The medical exactly. industry, I cannot help but but say it's really a sad state of affairs, and I hope that um, it can get flipped on its head um, before it's too late. Right, and you want to know, um, when you said Cipro, it made me chuckle because um, Cipro is actually what's called a fluoroquinolone. Um, so you've got fluoride in it. And then it's a quinolone. But if you look into it, um, it alters DNA. That is what a quinolone does. It's a broad spectrum, quote, antibiotic, if you believe in the germ theory, which I do not subscribe to. Um, But one of the things that it causes is massive irritation or problems with the GI system. Um, the gastrointestinal system, and also the genital urinary system. Hello, prostate. And they give it to you for prostate. And it does. It it causes so many side effects, not just with uh, the GI thing. It can cause your colon to rupture. It can cause so many different things, but it is actually has, it contains fluoride amongst other things. And I, I, I have to chuckle because um people that are like, oh my God, like I'm 
I have a sniffle. I have to run to the doctor and get an antibiotic. Um, do you know that like a lot of the antibiotics that they prescribe, they then turn around and pull off of the market after they're already approved in a very short period of time, they pulled them off of the market because of cardiac complications, um, like you said, tendon ruptures, uh, brain damage, seizure, seizure, stroke, um, a heart attack, all of these things. There has been, I cannot tell you in the amount of years that I have been a nurse, how many of those medications have been removed. And, and this happens continually. And just like um, here lately, they removed Chantix, which was a drug to make people stop smoking because, you know, quote, smoking is bad, according to the mainstream media, even though smoking has been used in ancient medicine and Indian tribes and whatnot for healing for a very long time. We're going to prescribe you this drug to make you stop smoking. <laughs> oh, guess what? Um, I know it's been approved for a while, but yeah, geez, uh, the amount of cancer that we're seeing from this Eh, maybe it's not so safe. So mm. there again, we go back to the um, lying with statistics. And that is literally what the drug industry and the medical uh, pharmaceutical complex has done ever since its inception well, in the early 1900s. Well, if they just included the adverse reactions and put that on the headline. with statistics. I mean, nobody would be in their right mind. You would think, at least, no one would be in their right mind to ingest the things. The Cipro, what I found especially staggering, were the accounts of people having adverse reactions years later. Years. Like, like there was a story... Correct. Somebody had gone through a full prescription of Cipro. Correct. And then here they are four years later on a hike. And all of a sudden they have their tendons rupture and they're in a, and they're in a wheelchair for the rest of their life. And it's like, oh, that's just a side effect of those uh -huh. pills. Wait, wait, excuse me. Side effects of right. an antibiotic I took four years ago and you're telling me that now I'm in a wheelchair for the rest of my life and this is effing okay? Well, but, you know, that, and here's how they get around it in the medical community. And this, this happens all the time, not just with drugs, but with procedures as well. Well, the benefits outweigh the risks. Um, here's an instance for me. I'll tell you a couple. So, you know, I was a nurse uh, my schedule is retarded. I'm working either eight hours a day, 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day, 14 hours, 16. It was never the same. It was always something different. And so it's like, okay, well, I can't be trusted to take my birth control on time again. Stupid. At the time, I was very stupid because um, that's a hormone. You don't need that. But anyway. And so I'm like, I got to do a different option to, because you're supposed to take your birth control if you're on the pills literally the same time every day and never miss one. And I was like, okay, my schedule's 
so all over the place. I can't do that. I'll get the shot. Got the Depro Prevera shot. It ate my fucking spine. Completely ate all of the bone in my back. And so I had to have a spinal fusion. I have plates, rods, the whole nine ro- the whole nine yards in my back. And I had to have a bone graft because it was so severe. And it was so messed up that I couldn't even do my own uh, bone donor, you know, gift to myself. They couldn't harvest enough bone. So I actually had to have cadaver bone, which is dead, dead people bone put in. And then I had to have a stimulator implant to make the bone regrow. You've been through it. Just from the fucking birth control. That's God's way of saying, please share this with others. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry to say. Exactly. And the, and there's been so many, but the most severe, um, I have a really freaky heart anomaly that, that they found when I was l- much later in life. Didn't know it existed. It's, it's hereditary. Didn't know anybody in the family that had it, but I'm old, so nobody ever got tested for anything back in the day. And so I kept having heart issues and you know terrible chest pain and stuff and they're like okay the regular nitros not working we're gonna put you on a daily nitro here's the medication that we're gonna put you on i kid you not it paralyzed my extremities i had no use of my arms or my legs at all got put into the hospital and life-threatening thing set me into atrial fibrillation. Um, My heart wasn't working. My blood's not circulating. It almost killed me just from one fucking dose of that medication. That's it. And they're like, oh, well, uh, how anaphylactic are you again? Oh, oh, I don't know. Maybe you should put that on your list Um, of allergies. You think? You think? I want to say that I'm sorry to hear about all that, but Almost died everybody from has a something plan. to stop chest pain. I've been pain. through hell and back myself, and and I never would be an activist if I didn't experience what I've gone through. So I have another right. another story that, and we're on, this is a great show. I love talking about this exactly. because it hits home for yep. everyone. Same. The biggest thing I ever did for my health was start reading ingredients on food. You know, <laughs> and I was in my 20s. I'm 40. It does. I'll be 41 next month. When I was in my 20s, I had mm-hmm. the worst diet. I would drink um, malt liquor and smoke Newport Light cigarettes, menthols. I liked menthols, especially in Newport Lights. Um, I, ate, I ate pepperoni pizza and bacon, and I ate, po- I just, I ate really poorly, and I drank beer. Right. And I had a beer belly, and I was not healthy. And I got really bad heartburn, okay? And right. one of my f- good friends at the time, he got really bad heartburn. And... Um, We Mm -hmm. went down two very distinct paths. I was told, just start looking at the ingredients on your food. Don't eat preservatives. If you can't read it, don't eat it. And you might want to avoid greasy stuff. And you might want to avoid cigarettes. And you might Mm want to avoid certain things. 
you know, like right. bacon and certain things are making the heartburn worse probably. And I started considering, oh, wow, my diet's impacting my health, you know? Right. A- imagine that. Well, my other buddy, my good friend, he who knew? Who did knew? not want to go down that path. <laughs> he did not like vegetables. He would literally pick out a little carrot like sliver in a burrito if there was a carrot in there. He like did not like vegetables. And he right. would take Zantac. And he told me, just take the Zantac. And I, tr- I tried the Zantac and boom, my heartburn is gone. That's great. I could eat. I could drink oh, yeah. a freaking bunch of beer, crappy beer. I could eat a pepperoni mm-hmm. pizza right. and I could um, smoke cigarettes and I could just and, and drink soda and then eat a Slim Jim and have horrible, horrible heartburn. Like my freaking whole esophagus was going to burn up and all I had to do was pop this pill and voila, it's a miracle. I don't have to worry about my diet. Well, that didn't seem logical and I didn't want to have to pop an over-the-counter mm-hmm. weird shaped pill. And so I didn't adopt the lifestyle that my friend did. Um, my friend now has Crohn's mm-hmm. disease and he's really, really suffering. And I've actually, mm-hmm. I don't watch TV, but when I ever get a hotel room, the, right. <laughs> I just flip it on for a little bit to see all these crazy commercials and all the side effects for all the pills and everything they're trying to push. And it's unreal that they'll have, they'll have side effects of depression for a depression pill or suicide for a depression pill or death for like every single thing has death. They're like singing while they're while they're saying, and you may die from this, but the Zantac, exactly. the Zantac recent recall, a lot of people have been negatively impacted by this over-the-counter <laughs> drug. This is something you could pick up just about anywhere. They had them at grocery stores and Rite Aid and CVS mm-hmm. and anywhere. You yes. can pick this up and voila, you don't have to worry about your diet. Right. So it's like I'm very happy right. with, with my diet. I'm very happy with where I am right now. I mean, if I eat unhealthy, I feel it. I get sick. My body's kind of a um, I don't want to call it a temple because no one's perfect, but I do my best and I don't get heartburn mm-hmm. anymore. And I haven't in over a decade, mind you, you know, like I'm really on it. And if I did have heartburn, I'd be like, what the, what the heck did I eat? And I narrow it down and I'd be like, oh yeah, I don't really, you know, mm-hmm. that doesn't do well for me or whatever. My body's just sensitive and I can actually narrow it down to what I consumed. So I think it's really important for us to understand, mm-hmm. not to mention every single drug out there came from a plant in some way, shape, or form. You know, where did they get that freaking recipe from the beginning, you know? So it's important to start to learn about exactly. all of the plant yep. medicine that's out there and these simple things you can right. do to remineralize. You talked about devastation of the gut biome, and um, it's important to understand that the gut biome mm-hmm. health is very important. And that actually connects, right. it, it connects to your mouth biome, which connects to your brain. All these little living cells, 100%. imagine that you've got a lot of living cells inside your body. I mean, we're organic yep. electrical life forms of, yep. of, of energy and we've got a trillion little living things going on. I mean, to clean it out with antibiotics is actually just stupidity, you know. So at the end, it's so important to start to take these even bigger things into your perspective. Right. Yes, it's important to eat fruit. You know, yes, it's important to eat vegetables. But take it the next step forward and know about GMO. GMO foods are obliterated with poisons, but they're also genetically modified so they don't die from those poisons. You don't want to ingest that. Mm-hmm. Start to learn about certain little, right. little aspects. And you can every day or, every, or once a month or just little bits at a time, you can start to pick up 
this information. You know, my girlfriend, really quick, my girlfriend gets migraines and she's learned that rosemary essential oil mm-hmm. and bam, rosemary cures her migraines. She doesn't have to pop a Tylenol or an ibuprofen or anything like that. There's a lot of natural remedies and different right. little things that you pick up and you seem right. like and feel like a hippie at first, but then you realize, wait a second, this is actually where the um, remedy came from 100 years ago anyways. Yeah, and see, that's um, like essential oils and herbs are huge for me. Now, I'm going to make this little disclaimer. Um, and people that know me know I'm I'm brutally, bluntly honest about things. Um, a lot of times it's like you have to take this supplement, that supplement, do this, do this, do this, do this. Um, you can't expect people to give up literally everything in their life that makes them happy because what is the point of living? Um, A lot of people cannot afford, it's not in their budget to do like all of these supplements because they can't afford it. They don't have the extra money. Um, So uh, supplementation with um, oils or herbs or things like that, superfoods can be very healthy realistically me as a healthcare professional um one diet does not work well for everybody um every single person on the planet is not meant to just eat plants every person on the planet is not meant to just eat a carnivore diet um you have to tweak those things to what your your body can and cannot tolerate um, and a lot of that has to do with the areas that people live in um, and and things like that, because you don't want to throw your body out of balance or into a state of shock um, or not working properly because you're completely throwing out everything that your that your uh, body and your DNA is is used to. So does a vegetarian diet work really well for a lot of people? Yes, it does. Um, people have heard me say before that the food pyramid is crap. Don't follow the food pyramid. That is complete and total bullshit because of all the GMO shit that we have nowadays. However, um, you can get things that are help- healthy um, that will help to improve your stuff cut down the unnecessary sugars, um, cut down the unnecessary fats. But if you put forth any kind of effort, you're, you're going to see a difference and you're, you're going to notice a change in your body. And so one size doesn't fit all for the, the patients that I see. Um, but doing your part to reduce, like if you, Uh, Like I used to drink Mountain Dew when I was younger because my hours were so fucked up. And then I cut out like pop completely cold turkey. Um, It made me feel a lot better. And I lost a lot of pounds like super quick. Um, So small things, small steps that you can do, whether it's 
uh, reducing uh, artificial I, sweeteners or whatever. And, Small um, steps at a time true. are very helpful. The diet, everybody has so that's my a different advice. body. And everybody's, I mean, different people prescribe to different things. Some people say that your blood type dictates that you need, you know, I'm O positive and I tried being a, I tried being a vegetarian and that ain't happening. I need that. Right. Red, I need red meat. You know, I need it. I need red meat and that's me it. Too. And you guys can guilt me all you want, but that's happening. Yep. So, but yeah, I me do- neither. <laughs> me too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm the same and that's really important. And, and people, um, that have watched like our, our health swap cast know, um, that people that have O blood types, you have to have, uh, extra proteins, extra greens, things like that. And so, um, it's not a solely, a, a solely vegetarian diet is not good for us. Um, because there are so many extra things that we need to survive. And that's how I get it through extra, um, not just foods, but extra supplementation with herbs. I'm huge on herbs. I make my own uh, herb concoctions, spices to put on stuff. Um, I make special teas and whatnot with essential oils and and things that That's awesome. that Do actually boost me and iron? help me and I have not been sick in a super long time. Mm-hmm. Um iron is a super important thing especially for people that are O type blood. Um but things that help with uh antioxidants um Things like that are good. Like I do a special concoction that has um, tarragon, parsley, um, some turmeric in it, um, or curcumin if people have access to that. Mm. Um, I put sage, uh, rosemary, thyme. It's a lot of green herbs um, and some garlic. Sometimes I'm I'm kind of allergic to garlic, so I have to be really careful like what kind of garlic I put in it. Um, but, but dense green herbs that have really, really healing properties, not just as, um, antioxidants, Mm -hmm. but antimicrobials, things like that as well. Um, dandelion tea is a fantastic thing. Um, and then adding things to that, like cinnamon bark, um, mm-hmm. lemon, ginger, uh, whole cloves, like um, whole cloves, whole anise, like star anise, awesome. things like Thank that so are really good things, things as well because that's going to increase your oxygenation that, level. You know, sometimes so, we get the minerals, we can't even absorb them because our bodies don't necessarily know how to process them and, and what have you. And it's important yes. also to listen to your body. Um, once. Yeah, it's like, I mean, you can literally kind of feel out what your body needs and is craving. I mean, if you've given your body a lot of sugar and bread and you try to like detox from that, that's all your body can think about is like, give me my yeast, you know, where's that sugar and bread? But ultimately, um, that candida can die off and you can and literally empower yourself with, with knowledge. So one thing that... Right. Um, for what? Oregano oil is amazing for that, by the way. Oh yeah, 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 totally. 
oregano oil is amazing at getting mm-hmm. rid of candida. Um, if you use, the, and it has to be therapeutic grade. Um, there, there are literally only three manufacturers in the United States that have therapeutic grade. I highly recommend Young Living. No, they don't sponsor mm-hmm. me. No, I don't make a dime for my um, podcast. But I'm telling you, I buy a lot of shit from there. Um, you can buy the actual oregano oil um, strictly from the plant. It's farm to table. It's it's amazing. It's very, very high-grade stuff. Um, you buy the gelatin capsules. You put a couple of drops of oregano oil into this um, capsule. Swallow it. Take that every day for 30 days, and you're going to rid your body of candida. Because you can get that in your gut, your sinuses, your throat, literally anywhere in your body. And and how you know it's working, and it's kind of gross, um, but you get like massive burps where it's like really strong oregano, but I put oregano in everything. So, <laughs> and I love mushrooms. Mushrooms are another super healing thing. So not just like um, in the lion's mane and the shaga and all that stuff that, that you can buy that you have to order because most places don't have a um, a grocer that has those kind of things. Um, you can do the, the teas, the coffees, et cetera. But um, I actually get um, shiitake mushrooms or uh, bella mushrooms and I chop them up. And I keep them in the freezer. So I buy them, I wash them, I chop them up. So I always have those. Um, peppers are good. Um, so um, different kinds of peppers. I do a lot of uh, jalapenos, um, a lot of poblano, things like that. I, I chop those up and I freeze them. I freeze uh, like chopped onions and stuff like that. Because once you Ooh. freeze them, they don't release the toxic chemicals that they would if you cut them up and leave them in the refrigerator. Um, once you freeze those, um, I freeze a lot of berries. Um, I also dehydrate a lot of food. I make my own granola, um, make my own jerky, like all of that stuff. So those are all different things that you can do to like boost yourself. Um, I highly recommend the, the teas in the winter. Ginger is another great source, um, powerhouse source of energy boosting. It has a lot of healing properties. So if you can, uh, a lot of people can't stand to eat uh, like raw ginger or ginger chews because um, it's very like hot, spicy kind of thing um some people think it's like very bitter um has a bad taste but if you get like honey ginger tea um you can add that to a pitcher and then put drops of um the young living like they have um what's called vitality oils where you can do uh cinnamon cinnamon bark honey um you know, orange, lemon, 
etc. You can do cilantro, lime, you know, all kinds of things to to add to a tea um, that yeah, are going to give you oh, that boost of energy as well as that healing and, and cleansing power. So not, and disclaimer real quick, yeah, not it's, giving it's medical advice. And I'm just you telling you, you what I do go for a walk in your that local helps forest me. or so there you go. Go, to the, go to the herb store and, and take control of your life. And you don't need to ever step foot into a pharmacy or inject anything, right. nanobots or whatever into your body or alter Grounding. your DNA or anything like that. One thing I may have said it on your last mm-hmm. show, but I'm going to say it again magnesium. Once you start to learn about magnesium as an important building block, and it's really important for our bones, even more than calcium, you start to learn what happens to the magnesium in our body and why do we need it so much? Well, it's the sugar ingestion. Whenever we ingest sugar, it takes 54 molecules Mm -hmm. of sugar to, I mean, 54 molecules of magnesium, sorry, to process one molecule of sugar. So it's a 54 to one uh, ratio relationship. So we're putting a spoonful of sugar in our cereal or coffee or whatever, and then we're not realizing right. that now we're mineral deficient because our, the magnesium in our body just got burned up. We can get magnesium, you can get it topical supplements. Um, it's not super expensive. You right. can get Epsom salt baths, or you can learn that magnesium is the central atom in the chlorophyll molecule, and you can just get a lot mm-hmm. of leafy greens in your diet and you can balance mm-hmm. that out or limit your sugar intake. Personally, I don't ingest sugar. Um, I'll ingest sugar cane exactly. or honey yep. or um, also maple syrup. But come to find out, Monsanto bought up all the sugar beet companies. So sugar, if you go to like a diner and you just right. get regular sugar, white sugar, that comes from a big white beet called a sugar beet that's made into sugar. And those beets, those seed companies, all those sugar beet companies, there's a lot of different companies that made sugar beet. They all got bought up right. by Monsanto. So now they're all genetically modified. So now anytime you get sugar, if it doesn't say cane sugar, then it's sugar from the United States from Mm. a sugar beet. And Mm. 99% of those sugar beets are GMO now. You can find heirloom organic non-GMO sugar beet seeds, but good luck, you know, just getting that anywhere in the normal world. So if you see sugar, it's actually a problem. You want to try to get cane sugar or something else that's going to be better on your body. And then if you're ingesting sugar, if you love sugar, if you have sugar in your diet, or just this little awareness of magnesium, it can empower you to not be mineral deficient. To, I mean, you know how some days you wake up and you feel great, and some days you wake up and you're groggy? You can wake up and feel great every single day. It's up to just giving your body the tools to feel like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And magnesium is super important um, to your body anyway, because it has a lot to do with your neurological functioning. And so if you are, um, and not just that, but also cardiac. So if you are magnesium deficient, um, you can have brain fog, memory impairment, um, slow or confused speech problems with your uh, muscles, problems with your moving your limbs properly, um, erratic heartbeats, anything like that. Um, usually when you need to look into things, uh, you want um, them yeah, to run a magnesium level test on you. Mineral, so um, yeah, it's super important deficient. to keep that up. And up to speed on our minerals. 
then our body is not walking around mineral deficient and trying to absorb whatever it can from the toxic, mind you, environment, absorbing toxins from the water or the food or the chemtrails or whatever. Like we can walk around and and be immune to this stuff if we're up to speed on our minerals. But if our body is trying to get the calcium and the magnesium and all these other things, it's absorbing stuff from the air, from the water, from the food, and it's absorbing it into our cells and our bones and trying to get those minerals that we need and then maybe accidentally absorbing radioactive strontium from the chemtrails or something like that. But if we're up to speed on our stuff, we can basically become more immune to it than anyone else. You know, I mean, it's super empowering to know what's going out there, what's going on out there, not acknowledging it in a space of fear, which fear disempowers you. And then you're just in this victimhood mentality. And when you're in a victimhood Mm -hmm. mentality, you're afraid of everything. The person walking down the street, across the street with their face out is now a problem. And you've been victimized by that person because of the media telling you that they're a super spreader and they should cover their face. And how could they? And you're, you know, you've been victimized. Right. But if you're not a victim and you're empowered in your own self, you don't need to worry about anything that anybody's doing oh my out God, there. They're like going to kill the, everyone. The germ versus terrain theory. You honor yourself and keep learning. Learn about frequency. Learn about sound, mind, body, soul, all these things. And we can just keep right. learning and helping each other grow and being the best humans we can be. We're unstoppable. Right. <laughs> Hundred percent, I agree with that. So, Esther, Matt, Thank you. And, you um, as well. and you're super. It real, has been an absolute pleasure to talk with um, you again. Where um, can people find you at? My website, actualactivists.com. There's a place where you can contact me directly. Also, Matt Landman on Facebook. I've got about sixty thousand followers, and I'm always dropping truth media. Um, memes and videos and all this stuff please don't be a stranger i'm i've yet to go on to these alternate platforms but soon i'll be on all of them bit shoot rock fan all of that jazz i'm just getting all my ducks in a row please check out sparrow s-p-e-r-o gear my protective clothing line it's on uh, sparrowgear.com it's silver line clothings and phone bags and baby blankets and pregnancy stuff all to protect from 5g and radiation all that stuff and sparrow gear on instagram and then frankenskies.com or frankenskies at gmail.com to reach out to me directly. I'm happy to make a new friend on the virtual world. Um, and yeah, that's about it. My YouTube channel got pulled and that's, a, that's actually a lot. <laughs> so thank you so much for, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> shock, shock that that happened. <laughs> <laughs> shock and all shock and all um so i just want to say again for anybody that has not seen the frankenskies movie you really need to check it out um you can also find it um on the sparrow gear website it is also available on there um so make sure that you follow him also check out his actual activists with uh the s on the end dot com actual dot com uh the daily truths are amazing he's got a lot of information on there that's not just about 
um, geoengineering and 5G. There's health topics on there. There's literally uh, Project Mockingbird, Project Project Everything on there. Um, so make sure you check that out. Make sure you follow him. Watch his movie. It's amazing. I personally am waiting for the second one because it's fantastic. So for me and for Matt, um, thanks for tuning in to another episode. So if you have questions, make sure you reach out to Matt at frankenskies.com. So for me and for Matt, see you next time. Have a good one.